Welcome back to Killer Fun, where we explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. I'm Christy, and today, today, I have the bonus episode from The Dirty Truth About John, our episode all about the television show that ran on Bravo called Dirty John that was based on the podcast and the article series that ran in the LA Times. I'm so excited to bring you the few things that didn't make it into that already long episode. There's some really great stuff. But before I do that, I'd really like to welcome what seems like a bunch of new listeners to the show. Welcome. We're so glad that you found us. And we want to connect with you, yes, you, on social media. So please do find us there. You can find us on Facebook, Killer Fun Podcast, Exploring the Intersection of Crime and Entertainment. You can find us on Twitter, Killer Fun Pod, or you can send us an email, killerfunpodcast at gmail.com. Please connect with us on the socials. We have lots of great information there for you and let us know how you found us. I would love to know. So please do join us and share. With that, we're going to talk about a new show called Inventing Anna, which I cannot wait to see. We talk about how we realized the Golden Girls, they weren't really that old in the show. I mean, they're older, but they weren't little old ladies like I remember. We talk about how Doctors Without Borders or MSF does have an Iraqi presence, but how that might not have been quite how John portrayed it in the show. We talk about relationship sabotage, and there's a really great resource that you can get from a psychologist named Gottman. He sends out emails that are about marriage, but can really be helpful in relationships of all kinds, both romantic and not. And with that, enjoy. I don't know. I just love her. I can't wait to see her work forever. Okay. Here's what I'm really looking forward to. There's a new series called Inventing Anna that she's going to be in. (gasps) It's not out yet. And you're like, oh, it looks I want like to it, see it. You, you do want to see it. And I we're going to have to cover it on the show because it's about Anna Sorokin, who went by the name Anna Delvey. And she did, she like scammed all of New York society. Really? Yes. It's an incredible, incredible story. I've only like read a few articles about it, but I remember hearing about it when she was going through her trial. See, I feel like I you you're you're gonna hear about this or read an article about this and, and be go, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh-huh. oh that lady, and I cannot yeah. wait to see it because okay. it's gonna okay. be so good. Yeah, I can't wait, and it's sometime in 2020. So as soon as I know where it's gonna be and when, we're gonna do we're it. We're gonna do that. We are gonna do it. I do Big, have my Golden Girls, your Golden uh, Girls coffee Yeti. cup right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. Darling. <laughs> and it's I, such a good show. I love Betty White so oh. much. And I'm realizing I always thought they were old ladies. And they're really not so they're much. They're like in their 50s. That's not that old. It's really not. I mean, they were like when it was on, that was like close to my parents' age. Right. My parents were close to them in age. Yeah. They were in their 50s. Well, then Ma, of course, Sophia was older, right, 80s. And then, you know, you had Blanche, who was like 
denial about <gasps> her fifties. Only forty-one. Yeah, you know, and so it is interesting to watch how we how we relate to them as we get older uh-huh. <laughs> and realize that they weren't as old as they seemed then. Well, and you know, it made perfect sense to me that one was divorced. And, oh, it made sense to me that the 80-year-old was widowed. And it made sense to me that the other two ladies were widowed. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, unless their husband's really young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they exactly. were like 50 when they lost their husbands. That's really... Exactly. That's, I mean, you think you're going to have all this time. And mm-hmm. now I realize, you know, oh, no, that's not as much time as I thought it was. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's like this one episode where they're talking about their twilight years and uh, Moss like, oh, I came to live you- with you in my twilight years. And Dorothy's like, twilight years? These are my twilight years. You're supposed to be dead. <laughs> you know? And so you get this impression that they're so old. But the truth yeah. is that they were actually sort of young. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's a reason why they're all still working. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Anyway. (laughs) we digress. For that organization, when they're talking to you and me, they're going to say Doctors Without Borders because that's how we know it. If they're talking with people whom they're actually working with and doing the organizing with, they're going to call it MSF. MSF. Yep. So, and they do have a presence in Iraq, specifically in the city that he mentioned, Kaara, mm-hmm. um, they do have a presence there, but it's unclear to when they started to have their presence there because John, this was 2014, and they didn't have a hospital there in that particular city in Iraq until 2016. So it's unclear if they were doing work there, if that's a mistake that they made in the the filming, or if he was knew they had a presence there but kind of overestimated how much of a presence they had there at the time. Well, so, he didn't actually go right no he did not actually go he googled just like i did that's how he learned all that's how he learned about it Mm -hmm. so yeah he didn't actually go but most people don't know that daughters without borders is actually msf part of a french organization right so that really lends a lot of credence to it because then you hear you hear this he tells you this this is this thing that most people don't really know and don't really think about yeah and then he just drops it like a little detail yeah and then yeah, it's, and it's like, oh, well, he would know that because he's part of the organization. Of course. Right. Right. Mm. What about sabotaging your relationship? Well, I started, it just happened to come across this as I was looking for self-sabotage. And, um, oh, let's read the things. We see partner attacks and partner pursuit. So he's cruel to her and then apologizes and tries to make up for it. Mm-hmm. He's constantly following her, wanting being in her business. We see all of that in these first two episodes. Then there's other things that we'll see. We see a little bit of defensiveness in this one oh. too, but more so later we see that contempt, trust and jealousy, harassment and abuse, the, all those things come out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Pretty quickly. Those fall under several categories. I mean, sure, it's self-sabotaging a relationship. It's sabotaging a relationship. It's also just narcissistic. It's also controlling. It's also um, 
A lot of things, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know. Right. Pauses yeah. are good. Yeah. Gottman has a, his, his horseman, the things that kill relationships. And if you go to his website, you can actually sign up for, a, for an email that comes out every Tuesday. It's the marriage moment. Ooh. But I would suggest that really they're applicable to so many different situations. Oh, not um, just Not uh, just. I mean, they're really geared towards marriage. And so that's the context. But the principle of the thing could be even applied towards, you know, coworkers or, or friends, um, which ironically, we tend to employ these things better in those situations yeah. than Well, we, there's less at stake. In those relationships, there's a lot less of the at time. stake, and and what's at stake is a little bit more identifiable. Oh, I don't want to get fired. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh huh. You know, like you just kind of yeah. You know, well, and you know, it's a job. In it's inherently temporary. Yeah, and you inherently just have to put up with a certain amount of stuff, and we're like we're okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot of times, it's not the stuff that affects our deep spirit or else we'd quit and move on or or if you haven't yet you likely will if it affects your deep spirit um but our our marriages it doesn't matter how shallow a situation is it's always connected to our deep spirit yeah and that's what makes it hard yep all right well thanks for joining us for this bonus episode we hope that you'll join us next week we're talking about fight club oh oh i'm not supposed to talk about it check it out subscribe Rate and review. We're glad you're with us. Bye-bye. I'm Christy. And this is Josh. And we are the Mountains and the Sea. It's a podcast about Prince and his vast musical output. We look at each and every Prince album. And ancillary material like fashion, videos, related artists, B-sides, remixes, outtakes. We choose a high, the mountain, a low, the sea, and a time capsule. Yeah, those are her dumb rules, not mine. Josh is a Prince superfan and has been since long before I met him. That's right, and I pulled Christy over to the purple side with my wit and my charm. The music helped. (laughs) Join us every other week anywhere you get your podcasts and happy purple listening, friends.